Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters. About however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, The reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. It's 4 a.m. here in the Bayou City. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. Is Jake and weather. Galveston right now, 57 down on the island. Uh, rain showers uh, possibly this morning with thunderstorms developing for the, for later in the day, mostly in the afternoon. The areas of dense fog. I didn't see any coming in, but uh, we have a high around 60 today. East-northeast winds. 10 to 20 at rain chance they're throwing 80 percent up there nothing on radar yet so we'll roll with that it's forecast uh tonight showers likely along with a possible rumble of thunder early then becoming partly cloudy after midnight low near 55 those winds will switch over to the north northwest at 10 to 20 and that chance of rain tonight is 90 percent oh boy all right, uh, tomorrow looks like partly cloudy skies with a high near 60. Winds north-northwest 15 to 25. Higher wind gusts are possible. So uh, another front whistling through, dropping the temperatures a little bit. Nothing big time, but it is a front. Keep the air cleared out anyway. All right, looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide predictions, and we have four of them. We're sitting on a high right now. Our next tide is a low at 10.28 a.m. It's a negative 0.7 coming off of an 0.9. A high at 6.57 p.m. and 0.8. And then a low at 10.03 p.m. and 0.7. Sunrise this morning, 7.11 a.m. And sunset, 5.52 p.m. And our moon phase is full. It's 99% of that January wolf moon. All right, looking at current conditions, Galveston uh, Channel. 55 degrees down there with 54-degree water. East wind is 2. And at Eagle Point, it's 56 degrees with 54-degree water with a northeast wind at 6. And at Morgan's Point, it's 54 degrees with 55-degree water and a northeast wind at 5. So that's pretty much where we're at. No big deal this morning. 
They are calling for rain, so if you're going fishing, take your, take your slicker. All right, well, let's uh, let's go over to the Tri-Bay area. Let's check in with a hammer this morning, Captain Glenn Hammond. Glenn, good morning. What's up? Good morning, Captain Mickey. Not too much. How are you doing this morning, sir? Couldn't be better. Life is good. Good ride in, huh? Can't no complain. Rain, no I fog. Got here. No wrecks. No fog. No nothing. Clean driving. <laughs> good deal. Good deal. Especially that time of the morning. Holy moly. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people are out in the middle of the night. I think, man, there's a lot of nocturnal people in this day and age we live in. Yeah, I can already see a truck over at the boat ramp, man. They're mad at them. Uh, somebody had got the headlights over there. No telling what's going on. But uh, well, man, they're trying to get their trying to get their five fish for these limits going effect probably around March. These new limits that they voted on yesterday. Well, I'm the, I seen that came out in the Chronicle. My nephew sent me the copy of it and everything, and uh, I went ahead and we Melinda and I were out fishing when I got the info. Well, we went ahead and started the new limits anyway. We had, I had uh, three trout, and she had one trout, so we ended up with four that we just kept, and that was it. We let go probably, oh, I think 14, 15 more, you know, undersized fish or borderline fish that were just over 15 or 15 inches. But we caught them, uh, soft plastics, and they were pretty good. And I didn't get out How'd your water look? The water was decent, Captain Mickey. I mean, I wasn't in the open bay. I was back in the corners where the canals are and uh, a little more protected, and uh, the water was really decent in there. I mean, I So no I runoff there. issues? No, sir, and I swiped the water a couple times and uh, salty as can be, and Good. I couldn't believe it. When the tide stopped and started coming in, it would come in sandy, and I went, oh, here's the trouble. Now. Here comes all that fresh water. No, back in the back bays where I was, uh, no, it was it, it wasn't bad at all. I couldn't believe Good. it. So maybe it's all coming out of the Brazos or Chocolate Bio or somewhere, but uh, as far as uh, Bastrop Bio and Oyster Creek and all that, um, it's not it's not real bad. Now maybe up in the creek, yes, but uh, yeah, when it gets that there's, there's a lot of salt water salt water that'll dissipate that fresh water, so. But we had a good day, man. Um, I hadn't, you know, starting off the week with rain. Uh, I checked my rain gauge this morning, and we have just under four inches. And that, that's I emptied the gauge out on Monday or Sunday night or something. But anyway, Monday, I think we got an inch and a half. Then we got a mon- Monday night, we got another half of the inch. And then, then I think uh, the hard rain came Tuesday. Uh, because Wednesday we went riding around, it would quit raining, but there was water standing on both sides of Blue Water Highway. Um, you had to dodge the ponding; of, uh, the water was ponding over the road. Several places was completely over the road, and uh, and that was just a lot of rain came down. You know, within a couple of days, but it soaked mm-hmm. us. So uh, mosquitoes came out. Believe it or not, those little boogers are still out. So we, uh, let's see, took off for a ride down to San Luis on, on Wednesday and, and just uh, just looking at everything. And uh, water condition, 
you know, the wind, the surf was roughed up now. I'm going to tell you that. The surf, then, every, well, we've had a wind from every direction in the world, and that surf has really took yeah. back. And, I mean, it's, it's roiled up, and and there was some nice swells out there uh, Monday and Tuesday with some really nice swells. I don't know uh, that water temperature. <laughs> I clocked uh, somewhere. My my uh, machine was telling my uh, depth finder was telling me it was sixty sixty point something yesterday, and I believe I'm ever since I changed my I put a new transducer on there. I think I've been a couple of degrees up. You know what I mean? I, I believe the water was more like fifty. Well, no, you know, in shallow, if you got in shallow water, there's a possibility in sixties there. You know, at, right, uh, right around sixty. All right. Right around 60, and the fish were active. It was a tail end of an outgoing tide, and uh, I just caught them coming around the corner here and there and uh, uh, throwing soft plastics, and it didn't matter what color we threw. My wife was catching them on, oh, shoot, man. She was using a lighter color. I was using the darker roach colors and uh, doing just fine, you know, but the fish were all just you know, uh, dinks, I guess, anything from 15 to 17 inches. We had we had one fish that was 18 inches we kept. And the only reason we kept them was we got some company coming over this weekend, and I'm going to fry them up. Uh, so I had to get my good, my good field of fried fish. Um, and that's all on plastic bait, buddy, using an eight-ounce lead head and kind of finessing them on. And they were striking it pretty good. Now, all right. There was nothing in their bellies. Uh, you could tell that the poor son of a guns are in their winter mode, and they're not eating too much. If so, they're digesting it real good because there was absolutely nothing in their throat, in their in their guts yesterday. But decent. I mean, for small fish, they were all healthy. I mean, you know, the meat, the flesh, everything was uh, pink and you know, not real pale and. And milky looking, you know, something you many fish that we play, we get to see a lot of a lot of meat and you can take one look and man, I don't care what kind of a fish it is, uh, you can tell when that flesh is uh not good. You know, either their diet was bad or something went wrong with them at one time or another and it causes that meat just to go milky, mushy. But um it could be what's all in the water these days too <laughs> tell us. Well what we're I know there's a couple of signs around that says you need to take precautions before you consume the seafood coming out of our bays. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that. I mean, it, it's uh, it's crazy up my way. I mean, it's been like that for years, and all these signs, right? And right. you know, encouraging people, just warning them, you know, to limit the amount of intake they have, especially uh, pregnant or nursing women shouldn't have any at all. And children under twelve shouldn't eat any at all, and, uh, and, and people just disregard that. And you know, a lot of guides do it. They fish in these areas and and uh, put all these fish in a box and take them in and fillet them for their their folks and you know their customers and send them home with them. And the customers don't know; they're not aware of no, that. They don't know. They don't know unless you tell them. That's exactly right. And, uh, and then uh, half of them go well. I only eat it like once a year, so it's not going to bother me at all. And, and that could be the case. Maybe that's true. But uh, it, it, there's a warning sign at the San Luis Pass ramp, at the uh, Christmas Bay ramp, Drum Bay Goodness. ramp. Fish consumption in these areas are 
or well, it's called a fish consumption uh, ban uh placard that they put up mm-hmm. a lot of these ramps and everything and, and people just drive right on by and then no oystering and i still see them out there oystering pants <laughs> but anyway no the water water was decent uh shoot man i imagine if you could have sat still the current like i said we called it telly and you know once once it stopped it automatically started coming in and then the water changed and boom the bite was over that was it buddy i mean yeah there's a ton of water coming down our rivers and it's gonna it's gonna Mm kind of mess up our early spring bite you know our february early march it's gonna mess the water up pretty bad so not looking too forward to that but down your way it shouldn't shouldn't hurt anything down south you know west bay and all that still be good well we sure hope not uh, uh like i said it's easy for us to all of a sudden we can get smoked with uh fresh water because uh bastrop bio the the you know the oyster creek oyster creek bastrop mm-hmm. bio and then you got the brazos river right down fixing to have a cat fight in here don't quit it uh but anyway, Captain Mickey, things are good down here. Bay camps are holding bait. Uh, are they? Look, they're still charging $24 a quart. Uh, I did see some mud minnow flags. I ain't seeing anything for croaker, not this time of year. But uh, for shrimp, there, you can. there's a couple of bait camps that are still open, you know, through the winter. And, uh, and I guess they're trucking in the shrimp. I'm not sure if they're getting them local or, or not. But uh, let's see. Other than that. I'm just doing salt plastics. It's not my live bait time of year at all. I love this time of year. Get to go out. Boat ran good. I got me, uh, I think I'm approaching 11 hours on the motor. And I don't have to take it in until after the 20 hour. But uh, she's running good, purring. You can't even hear it idle. Oh, man, I'm so happy with this thing already. Uh, And then Melinda and I just putted around and changed the RPMs. And, you know, we're into that seven to ten minute mode right now to where you change the rpms every seven to ten minutes and that kind of thing but we'll get through it and uh and uh, i'm sure i'm happy the way it, the way it's performing already buddy it's really really nice well that's really good nice. looking forward to a great summer man good to hear get out there and fish catch some all right bud well somebody wants to give you a call about coming over in your area and doing some fishing how they get a hold of you glenn Yes, sir. They can always reach me at 713-208-0683, man. And it's Friday, so y'all have a fun Friday. All right, buddy. Thank you, Well, you have a good one, too, Glenn. All right, my friend. See you, bud. All right. All right, that's the Hammer Captain Glenn Hammond. It's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Well, my daddy left home when I was three, and he didn't leave much to Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. All right. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 417 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go up to Fayette County. Let's check in with Mr. Bob Green up at Fayette County Reservoir. See what he's up to this morning. Good morning, Bob. How you doing, buddy? Well, I'm doing, doing fine. It's a little little foggy out there this morning, though. And growing web feet. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. 
been a pretty good uh, eat- two-week stretch of just unusual weather, you know, all that uh, frigid uh, cold temperatures to rainy warm now, and it's, it's kind of nuts, it? pretty nuts. I guess you had frozen ground, and then you got rain, and then well, you were right when you said, you know, the ponds ought to be full now. So we had, in a three-day period, there was 15 inches here. So it was six one day, seven the next, and then there's two inches sitting in it now, or two and a half. Right. So, I mean, if if I'd have had my vehicle, yesterday would have been a perfect day. Well, I don't know what all this fresh water is going to do, but it would have been a perfect day as far as it was overcast and no wind. Right. Uh, so, anyway, my my truck's back in the shop for the third time with the leaking some water coming in the back of it. So, and you know, a lot of these, those third brake lights lose their seal and stuff like that. And that's oh, normally where the one on the cab. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's normally where, I mean, I've had problems with them before, you know, in the past, mm-hmm. uh, that, that they had gone there and re resealed it or whatever, but I don't know. It, it's been, there's some kind of little plastic pieces on the back of the cab i guess when i never knew they were there but supposing when you slam your doors and all it keeps from popping your ears you ever heard of such a thing no and me either but 240 dollars worth is what they are <laughs> so i don't know and so i've, I've taken back for the third time but it's 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 so far back here in the back unless you if you put something underneath your back seat, you wouldn't the carpet. You wouldn't feel it because it only it only kind of runs down that little underneath the window or stuff like that. So anyway, third time charm. Yeah, see it was, in that liner, that hollow part, you know, between the inner shell and the outer shell of the cab. I'm sure. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's just basically a gasket behind that light, and uh, yeah. I had one one time where, you know, I got it inspected and that light went out. So they changed it and they didn't put it back right. And I mm. found some leakage. So I got up in there and took it off and they, they had pinched the gasket. So I just went to the dealer and got a new gasket and put it behind there and, and stopped that issue. Well, those other little things I'd never heard. I'd never heard of how you could even get to them. So I guess they had to get to them from the inside. So there's, unless you pull the bed off, there's no way to get to them. Yeah, but uh, the other day I was blowing leaves out back there, and you could see some kind of little plastic deal. So I reached over and I slammed the back door. Sure enough, these little these little pieces fly out, or, or I guess when the pressure from inside the truck blows it. But anyway, uh, never heard of such a thing. Uh, oh well, well, well I, I talked to. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, uh, apparently your truck's good and tight. You know. Yeah, it, uh, except for where the rain's coming in. <laughs> you know, back yeah. in the old days, we'd just crack a window and shut the door. That way it'd close easier. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, well, some of the old trucks I had had enough gaps in it. You didn't have to yeah, do that. You didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my old 75 Ford. Of course, I, well, I don't know if, uh, the Ford, Ford was one. It, it, it wouldn't pop years. But the I had an old 53 Dodge or something like that, or 55, something like that. 
it was lucky to have windows in it. Matter of fact, the first <laughs> year I had it, it didn't have a rear window or either side windows. <laughs> uh, and and my my wife, we were dating then. We drove all the way to Hearn, Texas, uh, with no heater in the winter time. So that, that was love there. You know? Yeah, man. <laughs> of course, we were young and dumb. So what can I say? Well, the all this rain. The last time I heard, I haven't been to the lake this week, obviously, because my truck's been there since Monday. The The rain had just about got the water back up to the bottom board, but it's still not at the bottom board. It tells you how low it was. Yeah. And and there's not I don't there's, there's not a green stitch of, of bulrush standing. It killed it. So whether it comes back or not, and the grass is nearly non-existent right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's gonna. That's gonna hurt a little bit, as far as where where they've been, where what, the that base been running. Killed that bull rush. That it'll do it, and it yeah. and of course it was out of the water too. Right, yeah. I mean yeah, a long way. Low, yeah. But now, as far as grass, if there's any left, it'll just have to start as the water warms up a little bit, start coming back. So, well, we usually manage. You know, we're still going to run them the end of the points and just wherever the bait's popping, wherever the birds are, so they'll, they'll still be in their same places. So, but it's time to start throwing them wacky worms and everything else uh, after it warms up a little bit. They had a couple of tournaments last weekend, and, and a, lot of, a lot of them were talking about that the, the boys who won the deal was actually throwing uh, umbrella rigs. Uh, hmm. and, and most of them were, uh, well, with what wind they had, I don't know how they were fishing the dams, but said a lot of them was all along the dam fishing that, but there was North winds, so hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So that makes it a little tough fishing along the dam, but that's where the reports came from the guys who won it. So I'm assuming that they're. The umbrella, the umbrella rig, I guess rig, Alabama rig, whatever yeah, you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that. So, I've, I've thrown it before, but when you put, well, you know, there's, there's all different sizes. You can have either two or three baits, or you can have five baits on it. Right. But it, it sounds like a like you threw an anchor out and hit the water when it when you throw it out there. But uh, I've I've caught some fish on it before, but you know it's it's uh when you get two fish on it or three fish on it, uh, it's pretty tough trying to get them off of there without getting another hook on you. Exactly. And I don't think I've ever caught around. more than. Oh yeah, I don't think I've ever caught more than than two on it anyway. And even then, it was hard. So I can imagine if you you have something more than that on it. But I I guess they're just looking for that little pot of bait coming by. Say, oh okay, well I might as well go you know, hit that because there's a whole bunch of them I can't miss, you know, at least I can hit one or two of them, so. Hell, well, he just, not, not my thing, but that's what it takes to catch one. I used to say that about that chatterbait until last year and the year before. Exactly. That, We've all said I, it. <laughs> yeah. I'll never throw yeah. something like that, and then, hey, if they're eating it, <laughs> we're throwing it. That's just, we're hard-headed, yeah. but not that hard-headed. They, yeah, yeah, not hard enough to you know, hard headed enough to say never. Uh I think the water 
Well, let's see. I'm trying to think. It was 58. <clears throat> I'm sure it dropped below that. I don't know how, how much below that, but uh, it could have got to 54, 53. Uh, just depends on how much they were. And I'm sure they were running all three units. Oh, you can bet they were with that freeze. You were needing the power, buddy. <laughs> you bet. Well, we were lucky. I mean, we never lost power, you know, like they did in that that one that dropped down so far. But that night that it hit 14 here is when is uh was kind of unexpected that that morning. But because the way it had been, I could go out there and you know stomp stomp the the water in the goat pen and it would break through but at one morning i reached down there to stomp it and it just kind of bounced back <laughs> so so i went so should've i, I went down to, with you <laughs> I, I forgot to yeah that's what i should have done or uh are, are the my my wife's got a shovel piece that's flat on one end and she when she walks the dog out there because you never know if there's a stray dog or Ten or you know cats downstairs or something. Right. She'll carry that with her, but it's a like a scraper on a handle, mm. and uh, <laughs> that would have done it. But I, so I went out to the pond just to make sure that it hadn't frozen because I had been running some well water in it, like a on a water hose, and it was staying good. And sure enough, uh, there was, the ducks were walking on top of it, and and then they'd run over and they'd get in that water, and then they'd walk away and they'd fall through the ice again, and so I had to get my baseball bat out and break the uh, ice close to the bank where at least the goats could get in there and get them a drink. So, But I sure didn't expect it to freeze that pond all the way across and then on the edges. Yeah, that's uh, uh, no, that's pretty cold, man. I don't care what where you're at. 14 degrees is cold. And then you throw a uh, high wind on it, and it's really bitter. And, when it, and I told you the little... The, as far as pipes, didn't break any pipes, but everywhere I adjusted one of them stupid little valves, uh, when you opened it back up, they, they leaked and you couldn't get them to stop. So that, that was the only, uh, service to the pipes I had to do. Yeah. Which I consider that lucky. So anyway, it looks like this week's going to be warm. Uh, I, I see something about the wind coming back up. And then it looks like, what, next uh, Sunday, we, we're going to drop back down. So another little front's coming through then. Yeah. So I'm hoping to get on the water Monday or Tuesday. So as soon as I get my truck back, I don't think it'll be today. So Yeah, we might have a decent decent wind the next week. It looks kind of like it anyway. But I, I did see some rain starting again, was it tonight? Today and tonight. Day and night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. We've got with, this frontal passage with, coming, you know, today. Our winds are going to switch, be northwest. Real hard. Well, we need it. Kind of moderate on Sunday. But they are showing, Houston's showing a low Sunday night of 37. So, But we're going to be in the mm. 60s, you know, low to mid-60s all next week. Yeah, that's uh, that's comfortable as long as the wind don't you know go True. crazy. Yeah. But you know, February, March, well, March, April, what is it? March, April, March winds, April showers. So we'll see Bring how May that flowers. all turns out. Yeah, there you go. Well, 
May was one of my favorite times last year. So, and uh, it it's filling up. But yeah, I had, I don't really have for us too. You know, if we get the the winds to cooperate, yeah. Or a lot of our fish are well, most of them they're they're shoreline oriented, but then you got uh, some of your fish that like to get on the deeper reefs in May move out a little bit deeper and if you got the winds to cooperate you can do pretty good you know may's a real good month you can catch the wind down yeah but i had i had one guy that he enjoyed fishing so much in may last year that that he booked three days each week for three weeks Goodness. you know in a row like a tuesday wednesday and thursday and then he called back and he ended up booking i think 19 19 days, you know, from March, April, and May. Yeah. So, and he knew to call early, cause, but a lot of my regular guys haven't called yet. And there, it's going to be slim pickings for them to, to get some of the days they want. So, yeah. Well, but this, this they, man was good will for us. Weather so. breaks, you know, we get a decent stretch of weather and everybody will start getting the bug, getting the itch, want to get with Yeah, them. maybe. Maybe so, because I, I don't I don't think I have anything scheduled in February yet. So that's really that's really odd too. It'll come until until start posting them pictures and then they'll show up. Yeah. So right yeah. now everybody thinks I retired, <laughs> <laughs> and some of them I'm telling I'm semi-retired again. <laughs> uh, Coming out of retirement still one fun. more time. One more time, yeah. One year at a time. We'll we'll see how that works. I got you. <laughs> oh well, it's all good. It's all good. I tell you what, uh, my my dear, they they haven't showed up. I guess all that rain and nasty stuff. They're 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 probably treading water out there somewhere. You know, I saw a deer uh, out by my house this morning. A doe crossed the road in front of me, and I slowed down, thinking, well, maybe the there might be a buck behind her, but I didn't see anything else. She was she kind of looked a little lost. She just uh, well, I, and the ditches yeah. are full of water. I'm sure she's looking for a good high spot to lay up, and catch a nap or something. I don't know. Well, you know, I, I was driving my side by side back and forth out there, but now even it's getting a little slick and you're tearing up the ground. But you know, I'm not going to walk all the way out that pasture, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it'll just have to get squished out a little bit. Man. Uh, well, that, we'll all that wind tomorrow, that northwest wind, that'll help dry some stuff out, too. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, well, I'm glad I got little things to do around here. So, yeah. And get get caught up on some of that. I mean, after after the winds and everything else and stuff was blown from one fence to the other, got them little twirly things they make out of cans that spin. Yeah, uh, hanging in the trees. I must have six or eight of them. Shoot, when they hit the ground, they just rolled until they finally find something to hit against. <laughs> so I had one that was two hundred yards from the house. Boy, uh, look, look, tumble, you know, modern tumbleweed. tumbleweeds. Yeah, yeah, living oh, tumbleweeds. All right, buddy. Well, yeah. if somebody wants to call you, get in uh, before you get booked up for the for the run this this spring. How do they get a hold of you, Bob? Yeah. Our cell phone's two eight one four six zero nine two zero zero or FayetteCountyBassFishing dot com. Y'all have All a great right. weekend. You too, Bob. We'll holler at you later. You, All right, see okay. you. Uh-huh. All right.
All right, let's take a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Down on the corner by the traffic light, everybody's looking as she goes by. They turn their heads and they... Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. It's 436 here in the Bayou City. Let's check in with old Captain Tommy Alexander down in Matagord this morning. Good morning, Tommy. What's up, Mickey? Tommy boy, not a lot, man. What's up with you? Nah. Man, really not a lot. It's been a, a pretty uneventful week for me. I haven't done much. I'm telling you. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's for everybody. <laughs> I'm starting to, you know, get, I was getting a little stir crazy there trying to just started going and running errands and just getting out. I just hadn't done much this week at all. Hadn't you done much. You and me both. I definitely don't have many many reports for you. I just got. I didn't even hadn't really even talked to many people that's done much. Right. Did you fish a bass like, tournament this past weekend? No, I did not, and I don't this weekend, and then I do next. Yeah. So I'm off. I was off two weekends of bass tournaments, and then next weekend I got one. I got one two weekends in a row starting next yeah. weekend. Yeah. Wow. I think it's next. Yeah, next weekend and the weekend after I got one. Mm-hmm. So got two in a row, and then I got I got about two, two or three the next each month, the next couple months. Right. And uh, busy time of year. Yeah, I got a few trips to Fayette, and I don't know. I got a couple saltwater trips too in February. February is kind of busy between freshwater and saltwater, both in tournaments. You know, <clears throat> you put it all together, it's gonna it'll be a little bit a little busy for all of February. But but man, this week I pretty much hadn't done hardly anything besides run around and just do errands and junk like that. Right. And watch watch the river and watch the rain and. Look at my yard float away. Y'all have quite a bit of rain. I know, you know, in yeah. that Victoria area, there were some pretty good ones coming down through that way from Victoria towards Bay City yeah. and all that. Looked like y'all got quite a bit. Yeah, we got one night. I don't remember whatever night that, that one night that was the worst, but I don't know, Monday night or I don't yeah. remember what night it was. We got like seven inches that overnight. My goodness. That's a lot of yeah. water at one time, buddy. Yeah, our road was completely underwater. It was two foot deep in the road by my house. It was up like five foot in our yard over the curb and in our yard about five foot. My goodness. Yeah, it went down real quick. But for a couple hours, you couldn't even. They delayed our school for a couple hours. The buses couldn't come down the streets and jump, so they they made like a two-hour delay that day on school. Yeah, it was pretty bad. The whole neighborhood was underwater. And everywhere you go around here, it's just water. It's all you see everywhere is water. Well, I guess you saw where the uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission, they uh, went ahead and voted and changed on those limits for this year. I saw that. I didn't see when it starts. I heard something about March, but I didn't. Yeah, I'm hearing March. I didn't see like an exact date. Then they're going to have another hearing on. in March on the uh, thirty-inch trout thing, by yeah. making a tag for twenty twenty-five licenses, where you can keep one over yeah. thirty. That's what I per heard. year, but right now it'll be thirty. You know, thirty anytime. 
Yeah, but it goes into your three, right? You can't keep three. Yeah, plus no, three. it goes into your three. Yeah, yeah. into your aggregate. Right. Three fish only. Yeah, day. I saw it all. I listened to it for a little bit on the on the what you call it, uh, whatever you call it uh, that you can listen to it on. But right. uh, I just never heard any date exact, like a, you know, exact date. All I kept, all I heard was sometime March, and then I heard spring in March, you know. But I never heard an actual date. Right. So I don't I don't know if it was March first they were talking about or what. Well, I think they're trying to get it done by the time you know where all these fish can get we can get all these spawns out of these fish all year long. Yeah, I knew they were trying to get it done before summer. Uh, yeah, that was the original plan I heard everybody talking about. But like I said, I don't know. I just I just keep hearing March, but I guess we'll figure it out. I'm sure they'll announce the actual date. I'd say probably. Just by, you know, just from what I'm seeing in here and keeping my ear to the ground, the majority's happy about it, and the minority is not so uh, happy. That's what I but, heard, too. Somebody told me that, that the vote, or not the vote, I don't really know what the vote was, but I heard a couple, like, little general polls that people took and stuff, and it was like 80, 80% was for it and 20% yes. wasn't. Is what, what, I think that's what the general vote all the way around was like 80, 80% for it. Yeah. That's pretty much what I heard. But I don't know. I actually was going to, I thought about going up there and listening and stuff, but I ended up being too lazy, and I didn't. I mean, I know it sounds terrible, but I ended up having to. Well, no, that was the day I had my truck. I had to go take my truck into the shop. Yeah. Uh, that day, it was on Thursday. Yesterday, that was when I took my truck to the shop. But right. I did listen to it for a little while. So. Well, yeah, you know, the majority of us, we want a better fishery, and I know people get tired of hearing. A lot of us that have been around a long time talk about the past, but, uh, I mean, history is, <laughs> that's part of the future. I mean, you want to yeah. be that way again. I mean, you have to look back and see what you had then and what you have now and, and what caused us to get to this point and, uh, try to correct it. I mean, as far as, you know, environmental fallout and weather, you know, weather disasters and, and habitat loss and all that, there's that's out of our hands. We can't control that. Yeah. But we can control what we do as stewards of the sport. And, uh, I mean, I'm good with it. I mean, I've, I've had a, I've just, I've had a wonderful life in, in the fishing industry. I mean, right. there's, you know, you take the good with the bad and, and there's way more good to it than bad. And you just, you just have to roll with it, and uh, they did. The They're best. doing the whole the whole Texas coast right this time. Yes, it'll be coast wide. And I saw okay. people complaining. Well, they you know, it's typical <clears throat> government. You know, they're going to take away. They never give back. Well, I mean, what did we just do? We came back from three fish per day to five fish per day for right now. They did give it back, and they will if we rebound. But it's hard to give something back that's not there. And a lot of guys were, you know, they'd put these posts up saying, well, when I go, I usually, you know, catch one or two and my kid catches one and this and that, but they're complaining about a limit. It's the, 
it's like the mentality is just focused to that limit and uh instead of you know the reality of the experience the fishing trip and uh it i don't know i don't understand it it just you know a lot of people just uh, have so many different opinions and i mean if they're that good they need to get a job with tpnw and help manage the fishery i know several people were asking me you know was it gonna hurt hurt my business you know hurt as far as being a guy it didn't did before it it, it three didn't fish before, didn't yeah. hurt anybody's no, business it, before and everybody's saying anything, oh there'll be a bunch of boats yeah, for no. sale <laughs> no it didn't hurt my business at all like we, i mean we we wondered about it we thought like okay let's see what happens but it didn't hurt my business at all i actually lost the only i lost two customers temporarily they even told me temporarily and the only reason they did that is because they put that line in Sargent. They didn't do coastwide, so it was too easy for them to go to Galveston. Right. So what they did, so they went to Galveston. They told me if it ever went back, they would come back. You know. Yeah. And that was the only two customers that that I really noticed I lost. And and so now that they're doing it coastwide, they'll come back. So I didn't even lose them anyway. Now, but that was right. it. Like I couldn't tell other than those two customers. I could not tell that my business was any slower. There was no, I couldn't tell really anything. I mean, yeah. I, like it didn't, it didn't affect my business going to three. Most well, people it all boils that, down to one God, thing. Most people we, didn't know what it was. They'd yeah. go up and they'd say, hey, how many can we keep together? They, they didn't even have any idea what the limit was. Well, yeah, the average guidebooker really, they don't stay they on don't. top of it, you know? No, I'd say 75% of the people that came with me last year or while it was when it was three, right. seventy to seventy-five percent showed up, and they didn't even have any idea what the limit was. They didn't even know they had to ask. They me. don't care. They just want to go fishing, Tommy. That's what yeah, it's that's about. What it they just they just want the experience. They want to go do it, learn from it, and uh, if, I mean, the money they spend to go with a guide. You know how full they could fill their freezers with fish if they yeah, just if went going, and bought them from a fish market or somewhere. I mean, yeah. They're they're doing it for the sport. I mean, that's what we but, fish for is, is the tug. The tug is a drug. Yeah. We like catching them. So I guess to you know to answer that question, it did not hurt. It didn't hurt yeah. business wise. People still yeah. kept coming. I still booked and and like I said, seventy percent of people didn't even know what the limit was anyway. You know when they showed up, they were just going fishing. Right. Uh, but you know we'll, I, we'll just see. We'll just have to see where it goes. I'm with Nothing you. we can do but see how it goes. That's it. And we can't well, bass fish. I guess the lake's closed. Right. Did, Conroe's did say closed. Anything about Con- yeah, did he say anything about it? I know it's been closed. No, he closed. wasn't there. He was back up at Rayburn because he's oh. got another tournament this weekend at Rayburn. But, uh, I got it, uh Yeah, I saw some pictures of it. It looked pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of water at one time. We hadn't seen that in a while, you know, while, while we've been talking about his drought, and now now we're not in a drought. <laughs> Texas weather, was, man. I heard there was jet skis floating around in the lake. Oh, yeah, around. people's boats, you know, they didn't have them yeah. up high enough, and they floated out of their slips, yeah. boats and jet skis floating all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw a picture of one boat ramp. You couldn't even see the ramp. Uh, you couldn't find right. it, the, it. It was totally over everything up in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be it'll all be okay after we run it all downstream. Yeah, and uh, I was going today originally. I was going to fish Conroe today, and then 
then all that happened. Yeah. Well, <laughs> had to put that off. Wait another day or two. It'll come back around. Well, Tommy, yeah, if somebody wants to call you now. about uh, bass fishing or trout fishing, how do they yeah. get a hold of you, man? Man, they can uh, look me up on Facebook under Tommy Alexander or give me a call or just text me, either one. If I don't answer, leave a message on my phone at 979-709-8242. All right, buddy. Well, Tommy, always good talking to you. I'll check in with you next week. We'll see what's up. All right. All right, brother. See you, bud. All right. right, Now let's run down to South Padre. Let's check in with our good friend, Captain Brian Barrera. Good morning, Brian. How are you, buddy? Pretty good, sir. How you doing today? Man, I'm doing good. Well, you're you're snooking it right now, bud. Man, y'all yep, catching some that's... solid fish. Yep, very big snook. A lot of uh, very nice trout. Um, a couple redfish in the mix, but mainly snooking trout right now. And uh, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, sir. It's been great fishing. Lots of fish, a whole lot of trout. Good size ones too. It's been. It's been a good few weeks. We had, a, I mean, of course, you have a few slow days, but you know, I haven't had a day off since we last talked. So you've been busy. You've been getting it. Yeah, yep. I'm gonna be busy for the rest of the month. So well, that's we'll one of the good advantages of living down where you do. You get to get more days in than we do up here. Yeah, yep, I've been fishing. Well, I tell you what, it hasn't all been pretty days, that's for sure. I've been out there in my camouflage no. onesie and my <laughs> deer hunting clothes a few of the days, you know, and usually those days where you almost cancel turn out to be the better days, you know. Catch a whole lot of fish when it's uh, kind of nasty out there sometimes. Right. Sometimes it'll set them off, you know, so we've been doing pretty good, you know, uh, averaging Anywhere from a dozen to, you know, 50, 60, or even more snook on a trip. As long as it's pretty good, as long as the bite's pretty good, you know, we've been catching um, a whole lot of trout in the flats and in the bay also. A whole lot of the trout bite has been really good. Big trout, too, you know, a lot of 23 inches and stuff. So that's been nice. It's been nice to get a hold of some big trout. And right. We'll see what... Uh, We'll see what the redfish do. I haven't been catching too many redfish, but uh, I haven't been chasing them too much. This is the time of the year where I'm snook fishing, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, trout fishing. We'll start chasing big trout here pretty soon, and then, you know, start doing a little bit of sheep's head fishing and stuff, a little bit of meat hauling off some sheep's heads here February, March. Go from there. They're moving the trout limits over, supposedly. I don't know if they actually are, but I read something on Facebook. So. Yeah. It's a done deal. They they went through all that regulatory stuff yesterday. So there we go. Well, we'll yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully, it'll help the fishery out. That's that's the plan anyway. All we can do yeah. is uh, work towards it. I'll just do whatever the biologists say. They know the best. I think well, that's what they're paid for. Yep, yep. They're the ones that went to school for it and stuff, you know. So you got to take somebody's word. I got to take their word. Well, we got the experience and the living it part, and they've got the book part, the yeah. research, technology. Yep, I think that. I guess it'll be for the best, you know. 
some people aren't going to be too happy, but I don't do enough uh, trout kill trips to where it's really going to affect me that all. I mean, yeah. kill yeah. trout maybe uh, 20. I fish over 315 days a year, and I probably kill trout 20 of them. Yeah. So I just go by the the regulations on it, and it's not really going to affect me or my clients too much. I know some guys are not happy. Some guys are really happy, so it's whatever. Well, hopefully it turns out for the better, but till then we're where we're at, you know, away. we got to deal with it. We got to live with it. Keep on hitting them potholes. Hopefully a big one's sitting in there, you know, so, um, I'm going to start fishing. I got a, I got a snook fish today. I'm going kind of a midday thing Yeah. since it's, uh, you know, just a little bit warmer in the middle of the day this time of year, and especially with the full moon, I'm, I'm feeling a middle-of-the-day bite right now. Yesterday was pretty slow. We kind of got full mooned yesterday, maybe just uh, eight or nine trout and some, some, maybe eight, ten smokes, something like that. I'm not sure if you know the Crosby brothers, but I had old Rick Crosby in town. Yeah. There's some early morning, there's some early morning sickos. So. Yeah, they're good people. Yeah, yep. uh, he goes out with with uh, Mister Plog a lot. So. Yeah, he fishes with so he's James. Got some cool stories. I bet he does fishing with James. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it was good. I mean, we caught a lot of snook. Biggest one was probably thirty, thirty-two inches. You know, with those guys. That's a nice uh, fish. My, Very nice. Yep. I was with my friend uh, a few days before that and caught. Two of them in the mid to upper 30s range, you know, 35 to 37 inch fish. Very big, you know. You know, looking at these snook, what do you get to keep? If you wanted to keep one and kill one, you get one, right? One 24 to 28 inches, very small slot. And uh, people uh, still fish for them, even though they have to release them. It hadn't, you know, that's that's where we're at with the trout. I mean. So I've, I've released probably. I release probably 3,000 snook a year, you know, maybe keep one that yeah. my client will hook deep in the throat I'm, or something. I've never know? eaten one. I heard they are excellent, but I've never eaten a snook. And, uh, they are excellent. I've heard and from the back in the day, the people thing, said they're delicious. They are really good. The thing that saves the snook, though, is that in the same little place where I fish for them, we've got the mangrove snapper, and there is no size limit, no bag limit. You could kill them all. Right. That the takes pressure off the snook. If they want table fare, there's nothing they wrong with better. a snapper. Yeah, they're better. Yeah, so if they want there table fare, I usually will bring some, some shrimp along or spread the net or yeah. go fish some little snapper holes that I got to get some meat like that. So that really helps take the pressure off of the sure. snook, too. But you do get your people that want to kill everything, but I promote it before my snook trips. You know, I let people know that we don't. We don't keep snook on my charters, and if they want to, they can go with somebody else. That's, that's pretty much the way I do it. You know, if somebody wants to meet haul and make a big kill table and all that, I'll refer them to somebody that likes doing that. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with it. That's what they want. As long as it's within the, the limit. Within the law, yeah. About <laughs> as long as it's within I, the law. Yeah. I mean, you feel the same way about keeping a big trout, you know. I mean, you really don't want to keep a big trout, but... Uh, hard for me to yell at somebody for doing it because it's within their legal right to do it you know and they may not fish 300 days like me they may only fish six days so they want to eat mm-hmm. that fish you know so 
hard for me to yell at somebody who wants to keep that trout or keep that snook. You know, I charge some charge somebody six hundred dollars to go fishing. Tell them I can't keep one fish is kind of tough, but you know, when we're snook fishing or for sport fishing, kind of, you know what I mean? Right. So it's just something they got to understand. You don't like well, to keep any of the big, any of the real big ones, you know, but um, everybody's their own person. And everybody's in their own situation. You know, I can just right. go right away and go buy a steak dinner. You know, and, and some of the guys that go fishing with me have been saving up for that trip for like two months. You know what I mean? Three months. Mm-hmm. They want to take something home and eat to alleviate the pressure of paying $600 to a fishing guy. I know the fishing guys aren't going to drop their price. They could so. pull into their local HEB and they could, <laughs> buy, they could buy Wagyu and Snapper, all kinds of stuff for that price. I mean, if you yeah, could. if you boil it down just for the eating purpose. Well, yeah, they boil it down just for the eating pers- purpose. You could definitely go and do that. You know, it's more about the fun. I feel like yeah, it's that's what it's about. about. The fun, the experience, taking home sure. fish is secondary fun. Um, but you know, I just I take so many people up. I've seen so many different views of it. People see things from a way different aspect than we see them lots of times. You know. And it's tough to tell somebody don't take any fish from our fishery, even if you're only fishing here once, because people are like, oh, people just won't care, you know, sometimes. But it's all about spreading the word, talking about it, feeling out your people. And as a full-time fishing guide, it's going to be hard to say, I'm never going to kill another fish again or something like that. You know, if you're really going to survive as a full-time guide, you can do that. There's lots of guys that I see that say they never killed a fish and all their 50 years of guiding and stuff lots of them you know it's just it's hard to say that somebody a full-time yeah, guide. Actually, lots I, of guys, I know what lots you of mean guys are part-time guys that fish like on saturdays their whole career you know mm-hmm. so exactly it's, uh as a full-time guide it's hard to survive and make a full-time living for your family and completely never do it again all we can do is promote it and uh once like we get lucky enough to where we're good enough to where we're super busy we can start saying sorry right. we can start refusing Gotcha. Start refusing and let the other people take them. But everything's going to get right, better. Buddy. Well, I'm slap out of time, bud. If somebody wants to get with you and come down and fish, give them some info. Sure. Uh, best way to get a hold of me would be a quick call or text, area code 956-755-9413. Or you can hit my website, inshorefishingsouthpadre.com. All right, Brian. Hey, always a pleasure, man. Have a good day. Catch them up. Thank you, sir. See you. Thank you. All right. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the outdoor show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.